we like to welcome you back to part four of our current event and weekly Bible study for May 26, 2019. And the next report, this just broke just uh, really in the last few hours. Iran president, and again, this isn't all mainstream news, okay? Uh, at least not anything I've seen uh, at this point. Iran president says that U.S. blocking our ships from all countries for 10 days. See, they wouldn't want this getting out in mainstream news because it would paint America in a bad light. President of Iran, Hassan Rouhani, told the Iranian people via television today that the United States has blocked all Iranian vessels from ports in all countries for the past 10 days. We haven't encountered a similar situation in 40 years of revolutionary of revolution history. We won't surrender, he said. He went on to say that the United States tracks all Iranian vessels via satellite, and when it appears a vessel is heading to a particular port, the U.S. The U.S. either sends a military vessel into that port or U.S. officials contact the port to remind them of sanctions, which causes the port to reject the Iranian vessel from docking. This is having a devastating effect upon Iran economically, unable to sell its domestically produced products or raw materials like oil, the country is rapidly going broke. They will soon reach a point where they have to negotiate an end to sanctions go to war, or succumb to national bankruptcy. Rouhani was clear, we will not surrender. In the meantime, U.S. troops stationed in northern, northeastern Poland had a day off celebrating Memorial Day in the States and hit the local towns for some R&R. Rest and relaxation. Local bar owners had a busy day filled with Americans. One cab driver told me he heard the troops say they're shipping out of Poland within days heading to the Middle East. Looks like war is on the menu between the U.S. and Iran. Well, it's, again, it's what we've been saying, and, and it seems to be definitely coming to pass. The next uh, audio is a particularly long one from a uh, recent one that uh, Dave Hodges just did with Steve Quayle, and it's called, The Time is Short, Are You Ready? And so it just they covered so many different things in here, so in... A lot of this is very timely and could be pertaining to our own situations and are pertaining to our own situations that I felt that uh, I'm just going to go ahead and play the majority of it. Hi, everybody. This is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. This is, and I hate to call it an emergency broadcast, but let's just say this is an impromptu conference set up by Steve and myself. And Steve Quayle and myself, and we are very, very concerned about certain things that we're going to bring forth here. And uh, we're glad you could join us. Uh, this is why we say we're the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Um, Steve is one of our sponsors here, Renaissance Precious Metals. I'm going to let him talk about that closer to the end of the hour. We'll give more details. And I just want to remind everybody the best in storable food you can get at preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And also our other sponsor for this segment is Bob Griswold at readymaderesources.com. He's the only prepper I know that will talk to you individually, help you set things up, and not charge you. Best quality products out there. Go to readymaderesources.com. Steve, I'm glad you could join us, and this is really, really short notice, I know. But you responded to something that I'm in the middle of writing. I'm in a multi-part series right now where I'm saying America needs to move away from activism and focus more on adaptation. 
because we're losing. The bad guys have control of all the pressure points, and that is in part what I'm writing about. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you, Dave. And it's funny because uh, when you and I talked hours ago, I told you I cannot shake the feeling, uh, and a lot of people have it, a feeling of basically uh, not only hopelessness, but almost a resignation that there's nothing we can do. And I want to share where that comes from, okay, because I don't believe that. I'm saying I believe that is a mind-controlled mantra that's being beamed into people's heads through everything from their cell phones to their computer screens to their telev uh, television sets. In 1981, then-director of the CIA, William Casey, really did make the statement, we'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American people believes is false. This is the only answer, Dave, that I think is real that is basically definable and that you can trace the that statement back to every major high-tech development and company going forward. I just posted on my website, stevequail.com. Just listen to these three headlines because we're going to talk about mind control and we're going to talk about entertainment as the as you would uh, say almost the pleasure center of the brain so critical thinking and this is something you brought up in all your articles no longer exists in my opinion in mass facebook cia connections has a recent facebook data scandal got you a little paranoid about sharing information on the internet after all facebook has access to some of your most personal information how the cia made google flashback tech official claims amazon cloud project transformational now here's the thing even the idea that someone would search out a matter or is even willing to make the effort to search out a matter is no longer in play, in my opinion. To, de to deny the country its roots and its historic precedent as being the greatest country in the world, and Obama, by his uh, vomitous, horrific, demonic statement, that America is no longer, the, oh, America is the greatest country in the world, and we tend to change that. The transformation has taken place. In essence, everything that we were blessed with, with and the, we were the if, envy of the world, Dave, we're having that absolutely taken away from us. People uh, make statements, well, they can't do that, it's unconstitutional. Well, we know the bottom line is is that they've done it. So they can't do should be substituted by they've done it. And where this is all leading, I called, ladies and gentlemen, Dave, and said, Dave, the article is very timely and it's very important. May I read something that I got uh, the other day? Uh, a lot of people don't like prophetic words. They don't believe that God still talks. I do. The entire book of Revelation is a prophecy that Jesus unfolds. The book of Daniel are prophecies unfolding. Uh, Mark, Luke, Ma Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, you know, Matthew 24, Luke 21, uh, Mark, uh, the, and, and then the book of Revelation. Even the world has to use the book of Revelation. If you watch ancient alien shows or anything, they can no longer define the times in normal speech. But let me read this to you. This is from Glenda Lomax, May 20th. And this struck a chord with me, Dave, that I can't shake, okay? And this is what I was referring to when you were talking. 
my children, the enemy has gotten into your government, the government of America, and much destruction is at hand. It is too late to keep the enemy from getting in, for they are already inside your borders and now have entered into your government at high levels. With wickedness in such high places, destruction always follows, and not only for America, excuse me, and not only for America, but for others as well. And Dave, that so stuck with me, okay, that I was up most of the night. I had received it yesterday on my email, and I cannot tell you the the how should I say this overwhelming sense of the statement how true that is because we spoke earlier and King Solomon said I think if the if the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do everything from the foundation of marriage everything from the foundation of gender everything the foundation of freedom everything from the history of how we became who we are and you've got little imps from hell in my opinion mm -hmm. uh, running for president saying they don't like Thomas Jefferson well they don't like Jesus either they don't Tom, thomas jefferson was a devil so i don't know where, where he's going with that he had his own bible called the jefferson bible and i'm not saying every single thing he stood for was bad and maybe that's what he's in reference to but that is sure not a guy i would ever defend at all i could do a dedicated study exposing uh, the godlessness of that guy okay so i <laughs> that's not a good one to defend no offense against steve and everything but that's he needs to check into that that dude because uh jefferson was uh there was so many red flags anything or anyone that confronts any of their lifestyles that the rest of the world pretty much rejects now it's interesting that in the United States of America, the fight is for now life. And Dave, you do a good job of that, but do you think, I want to throw this back on you because I'm puzzled, do you think that the people who wouldn't fight for innocent life will fight for their own life when it becomes necessary? Because you and I have been talking for years about the uh, clergy response teams, and I made a statement, and I stand by it. I don't care how good you think your church is, if it is a member of the clergy response team, you might as well just substitute the word Judas, Judas response team. I was in prayer. But you'll never know, though, because they will not admit it to you. I, I don't know of any pastors that have come out and told their, their congregations they're a part of it. Um, so that's something that, you know, God could, I guess, reveal to you. But the, the bottom line is, is if you're in a 501c3 church and they are yoked up with the government and they got their right to exist by the government and they have to abide by government guidelines that in and of itself is very unbiblical and just key in 501c3 and also um maybe in a separate search clergy response and two and you'll see all the, the, the where i talk a lot about both of them interchangeably but clergy response is like 501c3 church on steroids it's a whole other level whole other level of betrayal really but you can do that at contendingfortruth.com in, in the search bar. And, you know, seeking God with all my heart. And the, he told me, he says, see, my true believers will go underground. But that which you see above ground will yield and will deliver their people unto death. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to share something. I don't know what Jesus, the Bible, is uh, uh, being preached or not preached, probably. That's a better word in any kind of uh, liberation theology movements. But Jesus is very clear about the end of days. And so, Dave, I think that we've got to tell people to really start to 
get ready for what you've been laying out, what I've been laying out. I've been, I think, I don't know, 25, 27 years on talk radio, I have been. And now, as you and I have spoken before, everything that we've warned about is in motion. And when you talk about some of the things you'll talk about tonight, like ISIS training camps and everything else, I mean, that word, that word from Glenda Lomax, my children, the enemy has gotten into your government, and they go untouched and unscathed. Meanwhile, and I would say this, theatricus distracticus, that's what I call this whole thing going on in Washington, D.C., is to keep everybody occupied with politics and not with the, uh, I say, life and death issue that faces our country. Measles are on the uprise. Obviously, I'm looking for a bubonic plague outbreak in San Francisco and Los Angeles. And don't kid yourself, these guys have plans, the terrorists, to bring the, uh, the plague in. All it takes is a couple of... Uh, bubonic plague-infested gophers from certain places in the plains and you know, game on. Also, I called these guys infectons about 15 years ago on talk radio, just I-N-F-E-C-T-O-N-S. Those would be intentionally infected carriers. Imagine a suicide bomber that doesn't blow himself up, but basically he carries a pathogen and then he comes in and, and just basically destroys everything Steve, and everyone he comes in contact yeah, let, let me share this with you because you're right on the Please. money. We have Please. a mutual source and I don't know if you've talked to this source about this yet or not. Originally we reported about a month ago they had detained three Congonese for, uh, for having tested positive for Ebola. They disappeared probably weaponized to spread it but now and this came to me i'm backtracking mentally gosh it was sunday or monday um two people one our common source and one other with person told me that they now have 20 people positively diagnosed with ebola you're right they're going well, to I, unleash yeah. holy hell right uh, i did a lot of could you have a more biblical term than holy hell that that i don't even like saying it but again it's super important guys what we speak out of our mouths because you know the power of life and death is in the tongue and we can either speak life to certain things or we can speak curses and and we gotta watch what we say and i'm listen i'm as much to blame as is anybody in that particular category i brought a lot of baggage from um when prior to when i was saved and it's been baggage that that you know has been very very hard to shed and um i think that's why with the deliverance stuff that i've talked to you guys about that a lot of the stuff that i've done in the last couple years since my right eye went dark um that's made a a, a tremendous impact on being able to control my tongue uh, much better i'm not saying i'm perfect but a lot lot better than i was before um, doing what i do it's very very hard not to live in a constant state of righteous indignation being immersed in this stuff as my job essentially and um but we got to watch what we say we got to and i that that teaching that i did recently on the tongue which again, I say that as much to myself as anybody. That might be one you want to reference if you're having a problem in that area. Just key in tongue um, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. You should find it. Should, they Normally they will come up like in order of most recent and that should come up pretty easy for you. Early work on Ebola. 
As a matter of fact, when I started on talk radio, uh, you know, I, I was listening to the church commission. I was doing commensurate research beyond uh, the plague, uh, you know, and all of the some of the uh, the hot zone and things like that. I wanted to find and track down the original bioweapons designers from the so, former Soviet Union, like Ken Alabek of Biopreparat. And when when I was dealing with this, Dave, I remember when they were ex- extracting or exhuming the first bodies that they were finding with the Spanish flu. And they had Russian bioweaponers who, who defected, telling us point blank, of combining Ebola and uh, smallpox, Ebola pox. They talked about all the various combinations. And here's what concerns me. When this recent bound or bout of Ebola came out, I said, this is not a uh, Crimean Congo hemorrhagic fever, CC, um, you know, HF. Uh, this is a variation. This is a bioweapon. Now, how can I make that statement? Well, first of all, I know what the symptoms of real Ebola were, as Ebola, Zaire, Kinkasha, uh, all of the original uh, outbreaks, and in Marburg, Germany. So when I wrote my book, Breathe No Evil, by the way, it's out of print, so no one can order it. Uh, the thing is, is that I was talking about... So sometimes, though, you can find those types of books uh, on uh, Amazon, and sometimes you can find people that will have actually taken the book and put it in a PDF format and put it online. Now, granted, I'm sure Steve probably wouldn't like that. But then again, um, you know, it's not a time to ration bullets either, you know. So sometimes you can find books that way. I mean, I know all Fritz Springmeyer's books, which, like, if you could find any of the original Fritz Springmeyer books, I, I, I saw years ago they were into the thousands and thousands of dollars. Some of his original, like, black um, black leather ones that he first came out with and i heard the illuminati bought them up and made sure that they tried to buy every copy so that they wouldn't be available the information back then you have to understand wasn't as accessible and prominent as it is now i understand they're they're going through a lot of things where they're trying to uh deplatform people and take all that information away and i'm sure it's probably not that far off where that information will be gone too Uh, but there's a lot more people that are aware of it so there's repostings of it and things of this nature and so if there's anything like that that um you know you you want to have you might want to at bare minimum put those things on flash drives like if you download a pdf book from the internet you can put it on a separate flash drive and have it have it in like an emp proof bag if you're backing up your computer having a uh, a backup of the um, external hard drive type backup that you keep in an EMP proof bag, uh, which if you if we got hit with EMP, you'd still have a hard drive that would be functional. Just just some things to think about these days. And now imagine that there's an Ebola that supposedly three people have gotten. Now it's 20 people. Real Ebola does not have that pattern of uh, uh, infection, okay? This is the one that, if you remember, the CDC patented, patented a uh, supposedly care for. So, you know, take it from there because this is serious. I, I don't know how to get more serious. You know, if typhoid doesn't scare you, if tuberculosis doesn't scare you, if, uh, you know, all of the designer diseases don't scare you, then it's not about scaring you. It's about informing you. You better take what we're uh, talking about tonight. Yeah, you're right on the money. 
with this. And the Ebola you're referencing, um, it's I believe it's airborne from the data I've seen. I published about this in 2015, and you're right, the CDC... And again, I've done several teachings on Ebola, just keen Ebola, and giving you the full protocol with the Invive Silver and the other things that need to be done as well, like selenium and vitamin C, because Ebola is a seleno protein type virus meaning it will deplete all your selenium out it depletes all your vitamin c they go to zero and i wouldn't want to just rely on the silver because there's other aspects to that virus than just yeah you probably save somebody's life with the silver no doubt but you want to be putting back the selenium and the vitamin c as well in that particular regard if the lord convicts you if he's not convicting you do what the lord tells you to do because i don't want you to live I only want you to live how the Lord is convicting you. And, and for everybody, it's going to be, um, we're not cookie cutter. Different people have different convictions. We're all different parts of the body of Christ. So, Which is a privately held corporation given a government mandate, just like the Federal Reserve. They hold the patent on it. They are incentivized to have Ebola spread because they'll make lots of money on this. But also the uh, work on Ebola and the cure for it was done in Crucell Laboratories. And I don't know if they still exist, but I wrote this four years ago. And Steve, I believe from the data I saw, and the data was incomplete, they cut it off about three-fourths of the way through the study and stopped releasing information. But I believe they found a cure. So I believe they can inoculate themselves while infecting the rest of us. Well, that you're absolutely correct. Whenever you're dealing with a bioweapon, the primary directive after isolating and, you know, let's say killing the ultimate doomsday uh, uh, viral weapon or bacterial weapon, either one, is to basically work along with the secret antibody or antidote or, you know, basically inoculation that will protect you from it, but everyone else dies. And so I knew when they were starting to talk about, and, and I, I've said this publicly, so this isn't an after-the-fact statement, I said, you mark my words, when they're working on an Ebola vaccine, they're working on a bioweapon counterpart that they can basically release on the public. And I think, Dave, honestly, you know, there was a book called A Higher Form of Killing, and it was talking about nuclear doesn't achieve really what you want it to do, but a biological weapon attack keeps the infrastructure in place. Basically, uh, once the host dies, there are ways of disposing of the bodies, and then you have everything you wanted. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, our country has been pillaged internally. Now it's going See, to... See, if they nuke everything, then you've, you've just destroyed... I mean, like for China, why would they want to nuke America when they own a gigantic portion? Why would Russia want to nuke America when they've been promised the spoils? It, it makes no sense. And an EMP isn't as bad because the infrastructure is in place, but all of the electronics are fried. So if they EMP everything, well then, why would they want to do that when they're installing 5G and then ruin all the 5G? Now, I'm not saying that couldn't happen. I'm not saying it won't happen. But to me, the most sense, and, I, and again, this is what started this ministry, would be to have biologicals released. Because you're leaving the infrastructure. You're leaving all of the electronics. You're leaving their 5G kill grid totally intact. You're just killing the people. Which is the ultimate goal of Satan anyway, because he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So, you know, I mean, I've always felt from a logical standpoint that that made the most sense. Now, I'm not saying that that 
you know, that that's going to happen in, in that particular regard and it's going to be cookie cutter and it's just going to be biologics. It may be a combination of things, but I would think if they were going to use EMPs and nukes, they would want to do it on a limited basis because of the, you're destroying, with a nuke, you're destroying everything. You're destroying, you're making the area beyond uninhabitable, which I don't see why they would want that. I understand maybe why Satan would, but I wouldn't see why the greed that motivates a lot of these globalists, why they would want that. And an EMP, again, you're, you're, you're destroying a lot of the infrastructure that they're setting up to control us. So that doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. Um, to external pillaging. And so, Dave, this is a good time to take into the the stories that you and I are getting from our mutual friend and others, just how many terrorist camps there are, just how many Russian agents, Chinese. I mean, we are basically a hodgepodge waiting to explode, are we not? And everybody better realize it. This is not fear porn. And by the way, people that use the word fear porn, that was a central intelligence agency buzzword to dismiss and fearmonger. Those words were designed and chosen appropriately to dismiss any critical, uh, I would say, thinking or critical communications concerning this stuff. No, you're absolutely right, Steve. And I, let's put it this way, I have no time for people that use the term fear porn. I delete them. And uh, I allow contrary comments, but I've made it clear. I don't have time for this crap. I follow where the data leads me. I'm a trained Amen. researcher. Yeah. I've taught research and statistics to graduate students doing their thesis. This is my background. And as a result of it, I follow data. And if people don't like where I follow with the data, then fine, go somewhere else. But yeah, I feel the same way. And I'm, I'm sure I've been accused of that over the years with this ministry that exists, that exact same dynamic. But here's the thing. Virtually everything I've ever reported on from the inception of when this ministry started and all the stuff that's, that's happened in between is leading up to what we've been predicting, which is biblical. And that is called vindication, I guess, you know, not, not that I'm whatever. It's just looking at this stuff with a logical open mind in, in not letting bias cloud you your opinion i mean you know just the stuff that we've been reporting on now with with trump and the synagogue of satan that was another progression of things that that you know we're looking at that seems to be more irrefutable also by the day so it's a progression and the bible talks about we see through a glass yet darkly but then face to face so none of us have it all figured out but it's getting for me, it's getting more clear by the day of what's actually really going on here. And I keep praying for wisdom, understanding, knowledge, fear of the Lord, because all of those things are intricately tied together. Because the last thing we want to be deceived right now, going into the end times, is deceived. And Jesus Christ warned about that in Matthew 24. Porn is something I don't accept. But Steve, in terms of the imminent nature of the threat, there's a lot of things coming together, but I don't think they're quite ready and in place yet. And the reason I say this is I think they'll be ready when the immigration slows down. I could be wrong on this, but right now 
They're sneaking through terrorists at record rates. Our common source told me in a 12-mile stretch outside El Paso, they apprehend 1,000 illegals a day. That doesn't even say who, how many they think they're getting through. That's just one 12-mile stretch, and that's every day. And they don't even, that's just what they're apprehending. There may be double than that getting through or more. That's one 12-mile stretch. That's why the wall is irrelevant at this point, because the Trojan horse is already here. They've already got enough of these fifth column troops and soldiers, whether it be the Chinese, the Russian, the, the um, Somalians that have come in, the, the uh, Muslims from the Middle East, the, the um, I mean, and then all of the obvious MSM-13 gang members and, and, and just the hordes of, of, of illegal aliens coming in. They've already got enough in here i really believe to to tip the scales and the thing is is that if all of that were to stop tomorrow maybe things could be pushed back and maybe but it's not going to happen they're going to keep letting them in and the press is going to keep reporting not reporting on it and they're just going to keep focusing on low look the they're going to impeach trump and they're going to do this and everybody get your eyes focused on that while all of this horrific stuff is going on at the border and then elsewhere all of the different legislations that are going through in different um state and and federal levels that are chipping away at our liberties and our rights more every single day they don't want you to look at that they just want you to look at oh well you know trump's got to be a good guy because look at all the evil that's opposing him look at all the evil networks and stuff he's got to be a good guy or that wouldn't be the case and then i'm telling you that's all part of the theater at this point to get us distracted and if you only have one to five percent of these people being terrorists they're hoping to try to sneak across 100, and maybe 80 of them get through. Maybe 20 of them get through. But when they feel they have a sufficient quantity to carry out their duties, in tomorrow's article I'm talking about how they are going to carry this out given the different groups like MS-13, ISIS, and so forth, I think when they're ready, Steve, I think we'll see a slowdown at the border. I think you'll see Trump claim victory, and we'll all go, oh, thank goodness. And then all hell's going to break loose. Maybe. Well, sure. That's after, what is it called? That's uh, closing the barn door after the barn is born, burned down. Exactly. It's too little too late, okay? Yeah. And here's the thing. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we've had a reprieve, and, and whether we would have died quicker, and we don't have to die. He, he's built, and we I, I think we'd already talked about this, he built less than 20 miles of wall, okay? There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of wall that should be built for that to even be a factor it's not going to happen and like i said the way it's projecting out it would take two thousand years and 20 trillion dollars or whatever to get her done it's not going to happen they're they're, they're going to pull the trigger so far beyond that thing would have ever even had any hope of completion that it's, a, it's an absolutely irrelevant thing at this point but we're choosing to die because of our inaction. And Dave, I'm going right back to what I opened your show with. We are being numbed and dumbed down. They know they have perfected MK Ultra. They have perfected electronic mind control. They have perfected even the neurochemical poisoning of our bodies through, you know, 50,000 plus substances. People are weakening daily. They're becoming sicker and sicker. And I want to deal with something on global warming. I have maintained, you know this, I was the guy that broke the story on uh, uh, chemtrails, you know, what, 20 years ago? The point being is I believe in man-made global warming, and I want every cowardly, sniveling, 
worm out there to go look weather as a force multiplier and somebody says you're just not a nice man are you kidding me i'm trying to save your lives and you know i I tell people this why do you listen to dave and i because we're cheap fun or are you are you deep in your heart know we're telling you the truth so weather as a force multiplier we own the weather 2025 well i can tell you this they own the weather from the time they even made it public so it's not just u.s air force so with all of the part- particles in the upper atmosphere and then all of the stratospheric aerosols being emitted from all the volcanoes, and I don't have the mathematical, you're a statistical guy, but you could take the uh, Mount Tambora in the early 1800s, and that was a year, I think, that was without summer, and now we're seeing record cold. Bozeman, Montana is 38 degrees last night, and we've got snow in our mountains. Denver's having uh, snowstorms, and then we've got all the m- middle... Uh, uh, you know, middle America breaking out, flooded and everything, and all those words mean famine. So here's the deal. We're seeing right now so many perfect storms that I don't even want to use the word perfect storm anymore. By the way, there's two words I will not use anymore, and so if you catch me using it tonight just out of habit, stop me. The word collapse. It has become irrelevant, okay? We are already there. People look to a singular point, but they never see the progression to that point. Would you agree with that? I could not agree with you more. We've become desensitized to the term collapse, although let's just say this. The economy isn't going to be long until the bottom falls out because they're borrowing from their credit card this month to pay next month and so forth. Eventually, that has to stop, and we are going to see an ending to the process. How's that? I avoid. I almost wanted to say the word collapse, too, but you're absolutely correct. Uh, we're going to get hit with Steve. People ask me this. They say, Dave, what is going to take us down? And I said, come back and ask me a better question. What do you mean, Dave? Ask me how many things are going to take us down. And then they'll repeat the question, and I say to them, I don't have enough time to go through everything they're going to do at one time. Steve, I started counting one day, and I stopped at 24. See, but but Dave, just when you think you stopped at 24... You know, there's another 24. Yeah, I wasn't whether done. It's 5D, yeah. Whether it's 5D, <laughs> yeah, whether it's nanotech. And I will tell you this, that, uh, you know, let me share something about credit cards. Again, I've been warning people whether they take it or not. Now it's on their blood is on my shoulders, or excuse me, their blood is off my shoulders on their own. The thing is, is imagine this. Imagine the algorithms we've been worried about, assassination algorithms. Now we're seeing the credit card companies discriminating against gun overs, Christians, conservatives, you name it. And to date, isn't that three of them, Bank America, Chase, and Wells Fargo? I think those are the three that I can recall. And if I'm wrong on one of them, I apologize. But imagine how many people fit into the category of the liberals' enemies and imagine instantaneously being denied credit card. I have access to your credit cards, not because of an EMP attack, but because you're socially unacceptable based on China's social credit score, which they are implementing this already, and let me just put the uh, caveat on it, and all of the technological giants in the United States went to China to set that up, and it was all based on the companies that the CIA, uh, with their, their acquisition company, InQtel, that has purchased. So 
imagine, Dave, I mean, a worst-case scenario, people say, well, it's an electronic benefit transfer. What happens when concurrently or behind the scenes they know the date they're going to crash the credit cards and you're being uh, systematically, how should I say, excised from the system, and bingo, you can't get credit anywhere. And a lot of people, as you said, live on uh, paying one credit card with the other month after month. So we're trapped in the maze and it, 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 I'm telling you what, it's perplexing. I have never heard anybody say that, ever. And so while I'm, you know, praying about this stuff, I'm going, Lord, your people don't take most of the stuff you say seriously. And I, I, I don't know how to deal with that or overcome it. So I want to thank you for the articles you're writing. And I called, and I, ladies and gentlemen, I called Dave today, and I said, that's a great article. I realize there are parts coming. But when we talk to the people we talk to, and Dave, if we told their name, look at this. Everybody who is caught, treason, murder, uh, all of the uh, selling out America, everybody who's been caught red-handed, nothing's happened to them. Nothing. Yes. But meanwhile, we have a president who's been alinskiated. That's almost like eliminated, alinskiated, what is it, 13th rule of Saul Alinsky's rule for radicals? Just overwhelm him, overwhelm him, overwhelm the target. And these are communists? Let's, let's just... They're not overwhelming the target. He's on board. And again, they, Steve and Dave haven't fully got the memo on this yet. He's fully on board, guys. Fully. It's becoming more clear to me every single time I do a study. It's becoming more unbelievably in your face obvious that he's fully on board he's carrying out the wish of his handlers he's a puppet on he's a puppet on a string he's not his own man and he never has been uh he's owned bought sold and paid for and they've got so much on him from a blackmail standpoint if he gets out of line you know they could they could ruin him in a heartbeat so and i just want to throw that in through the crap forgive me dave they're not socialists they're communists we are undergoing a complete communist upheaval you can put the socialism tag on it but that's bs we are undergoing right now a communist revolution and it's robbing us as michael savage said of our borders language and cultures now he wouldn't say we're undergoing a communist revolution to my knowledge i don't listen to him every day but the point is he did define borders language culture and your culture is thomas jefferson uh you know i'm not a, and listen i'm not unhappy that i'm a white guy i feel no guilt for being a white guy but i also make room for black guys and brown guys and whatever color of the rainbow they are i'm not i'm not welcoming the aliens on the alien map thing as some of the people that you know that i know are doing but and i mean not illegal aliens but you know uh, outer space or interdimensional, but I'm really perplexed right now because again, it, it's what is it? Was it Gehring? I believe it was Gehring. Who said, "Thank God, people don't think." Yeah, um, we have a lot of that in this country. One of my favorite sayings has become, "50 percent of America." Gehring, I believe, to be the Nazi propagandist in Hitler's era. Dumber than a box of rocks, but those are the people we got to reach. Well, I, and I would, you're kind, okay? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can't, I could say it more bluntly. I want to go back to my word, theatricus distracticus, okay? 
you tell me the stories that have filled the headlines of all of the MSM, you know, and I call that the uh, mainstream madness. I call it the vomit brokers, you know. Uh, There's no names. And yet we have open treason. I want to make this clear. Treason, ladies and gentlemen. We have people that have sold our country out. We have the highest-ranking politicians. Dave, do you remember you and I were talking about all the plane loads of foreign soldiers coming in across the country, whether it was Wright-Patterson Air Force Base or the Chinese landing in uh, Seattle, actually not Seattle, Seattle, but Bellingham? Uh, I mean, how many stories do we have to tell? Well, I don't see them. Well, you know, I I got this for you. Yeah, so so I guess the point that I want to make that people understand is that where, and, and this is putting the monkey on every listener's back, where do you think it goes from here, and how should you then live knowing that there is no political solution to a spiritual problem? And, and quite candidly, all the churches that I see, maybe I don't see them all, but I have... The best thing that any of us can do is just draw as close to the Lord Jesus Christ as we can. Uh, that, that is the ultimate solution no matter what way you slice it yet to see a national call to repentance i have yet to see even and get as much sin out of your life as possible and and ask the lord to help you to do it because if you're trying to do it under your own power it's not going to work and if you need to get deliverance do the deliverances that i've talked talked about over you know i've given you all of those resources and remedies in the last few teachings how to break curses off your life with the Derek prince and the mass deliverance with win Worley and and those types of things and there's more specific deliverances that you need you know you can key that in on youtube like deliverance and then whatever you're struggling with you can do that um those are some of the best ways i know of to you know remedy these situations Christians uh, even begin to acknowledge that God is holy, and he holds nations responsible for their heinous acts, and he judges generally nations in history that other nations might see and learn. That's what the Bible says. And some, like, really evil people, you know, seem to get away with everything, and then they just die. Well, they have their day of comeuppance, too, uh, before Almighty God. But there is a denial of the faith that this country was built on and they can just basically go swallow swords as far as i'm concerned if those people that you know want to take on our founding fathers look it isn't whether they were card-carrying evangelicals but they created a framework somebody said well do you know the masonic background of course i do you know but what i'm saying is this there is a principle in the Word of God when they who honor God are blessed by God. And now we are set. And, and, you know, look, here's our U.S. military. We can't fight three front wars. We can't take Iran, China, and uh, Russia on at the same time. And I've been talking years ago, I talked to multiple generals who said, look, we can fight one, we can probably do a good job of two. But Yeah, but the thing is, is because we've already got these troops embedded on our soil, by design, on purpose, with permission with our government, China's been here for decades. They, they own this gigantic, substantial part of America. Russian troops in, in here, all types of eyewitness accounts, underground bases. I've reported on that over and over again. How can I, in my own mind, possibly think that that they're not all on board together, even though it will be the facade, potentially, of a World War III scenario? 
America being brought down, our own government, and I'm not saying every aspect, but large swaths of our own government are going to be on board and they've jockeyed us into that position. They've had these troops on our own soil for these years. They're, 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 they're in full, like Trump's in full compliance with the borders being wide open, even though he says he's fighting it. There's so many lies we're being fed. We're all being set up for this point when America is destroyed. And, you know, I, I can't see it being that far off with the way they're progressing and with most likely that being tied in with a World War III scenario that we're right potentially on the cusp of right now with Iran. Can't take them all at once, you know? And, and now, I don't know if they're, they're um, black secret weapons, you know, outer space platforms and all the other stuff they've got, you know, I don't know if they'll bring that into the theater of war to defend America or they'll use it against America to take America down so they can bring in the global new world order and all those advanced weapon systems become part of the war that they make against God. Do you know what I'm saying there? I know exactly what you're saying. I've wondered the same thing because I have some idea of what we've got in outer space and it can negate anything on the planet. But the question is, Steve, and this is kind of a question for your conference that's coming up in September in Branson, are we going to be allowed to use that technology? Well, again, Dave, you know, the, by the way, the Branson uh, conference, we're going to have another, I have a mystery guest, okay? I haven't announced him yet. And let me tell you of a technology. Everybody uh, has probably remembered, you know, at least at our age or a little bit younger, uh, the movie They Live, the cult classic with Rowdy Roddy Piper, who had glasses that he could see the aliens that masqueraded as humans. You remember that? Oh, I remember it well, yes. Uh, uh, one of the now the mystery guess on the advertisement for this is it's going to be really mystery because he's going to just be wearing a paper sack a brown paper sack on his head with two eye hole cutouts it's very reminiscent of the unknown comic on the gong show from like the 70s now that's dating myself and i understand not a lot of people are going to understand that so key in youtube key in gong show unknown comic if you want to get a good little laugh there um, and you'll, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Anyway, I just made that whole last part up. I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll actually reveal his mystery guest. But it always reminds me when I hear mystery guests. I always think of that unknown comic on the gong show for some reason. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm funny that way. Three speakers that is going to be speaking at the conference met with a double Nobel Prize-nominated physicist who's won specific countries' awards for physicists that has come up with the, if I, I'll just call it this, uh, the Rod, Rowdy Roddy Piper glasses, and he's got a telescope, telescope for him. By the way, the man that's going to be a speaker is very, very bright and can explain. I said, listen, I said, you're going to have to tell everybody, and I'll just use his name, his initials, GC, you're going to have to tell them in terms they can understand. I believe that when when we begin to see the evil that's out there, you won't need special glasses, but I, I can tell you this, certain agencies have visited me said, you can't talk about this, this, and this. What I'm saying right now isn't what he can't talk about. And guess what? He won't talk about what he's been told not to talk about. So the point that I am trying to make is that... Okay, now, that he said a mouthful there. Don't gloss over that. Go back and li listen to that last minute or two, again, if you have to. But I really want to drive this point home because I've been talking about this for a long time. 
what he just said that this guy this double nobel prize uh nominee guy has developed i don't know if he's developed glasses or some type of way where we can see these actual entities now i don't know whether that means that seen into the spirit world which to me wouldn't be good because then you're dealing with getting your third eye opened i'm, I'm leery on that but a long time ago okay when i first started researching all this stuff and this was way before i believe the time that i even started in ministry this was probably like early 2000s i was really one of my big things was i'm like okay um the Bible predicts there's going to, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Okay? We know that. Well, we know that there's going to be these entities walking earth. We know about the, the quote, alien movement. All these people get abducted. Two to three to four percent of the population admit to it. Many of the women turn up pregnant and then the baby's gone. How do you explain all that when you've got millions of people? that said they've had that happen to them. Now, they're not out on the street corner with a placard saying, I was abducted by aliens. It's embarrassing. And then there's also a, a large percentage of them, which Joe Jordan has documented, where when they cry out to the Lord Jesus Christ in the midst of an alien abduction, the abduction stops. And then they don't come back, typically. It's like throwing battery acid on them. It's the only thing, it's the only thing that stops them. Hey, when I had the angel of death at the foot of my bed and I was I was pinned down and I couldn't breathe, talk, or even open my eyes, I knew the only thing that was going to save me was getting the word Jesus out of my mouth. And that's exactly what stopped it. Now, if you don't know about that, key in supernatural in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com because I'll tell you about what happened to me. And as God is my witness, I'm not lying about it. <laughs> about any of that stuff in there you know um this type of stuff happens to people and crying out to the lord jesus christ is the only thing that stops it Can you not crying out to buddha or krishna or allah or whoever none of that works it's only jesus christ so i've known about this for a long time that they walk among us okay now more than ever i've done whole studies on the whole thing about hubrids um Again, just Kean Hubrid, H-U-B-R-I-D, in the keyword search box. My my probably my last my last one to two alien agenda mega studies. I've covered that, and um, the one guy that that researched it. Now I I just I I was uh, I saw this this uh, it's uh, the DVD or the CDs I've got, and I played some of these in the uh in that teaching that i did it's it's dr uh or yeah he's a phd david jacobs and it's called walking among us the, the alien plan to control humanity okay again i've done a whole study on this just do those keyword searches that i said and on the back it says walking among us is a chronicle of human experience that contradicts every current theory about the universe that we think we live in jacob jacobs now remember this guy is not saved Okay, this is not coming from a Christian standpoint. This is coming from a more of a clinical, purely clinical standpoint. He's just documenting this. Jacob's human observers have experienced a concealed reality that is literally next door to some of us, and he believes that it is about to interact, meaning they're about to make their big debut. 
secretly and insidiously with the rest of us. Walking among us explains why the extraterrestrial UFOs are here, who is aboard them, and what they're doing. To put it mildly, the evidence from the people that Jacobs has interviewed shows that the extraterrestrials are up to no good. Now, this is from a clinical standpoint, non-Christian, and he's even determining that. You will find walking among us hard to put down. Uh, read and pay attention to the evidence in this book. We might be able to avoid the disaster that the evidence portends. Now, I've got basically the book on CDs. Okay, that's how I've got it. Uh, one guy, another PhD emeritus, says he's written an extensively important book on UFO abductees and the meaning of their abductions. Another guy... Um, says once we accept the extraterrestrial origin of ufos and that beings can act purposely as rational beings invariably do it is only a small step from ufo phenomenon to to the co-residency of the two species what was going on in noah's day co-residency except they took over and it got so bad and the, and the dna of man got so defiled that god had to hit the reset button and start over with noah and the eight people on, you know the eight people on the ark and the animals because they so defiled humanity they're trying to do the same thing today as it was in the days of noah you know so shall it be in the days of the coming of the son of man uh let's see here i'm, I'm just looking at some of these he backs his claims with impressive a mass of evidence jacob treats his subjects he's got all these people that are his clients that are flat out telling you this stuff and it's just different flavors from different people but it's all the same garbage and the same agenda so these things i mean they, they could literally be like living next to you well this guy a long time ago and i believe his name was val valerian what a name i believe that was his name there was a Branton guy, and then I, 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 Branton wrote a lot about the Dulce um, underground base, and then there was this Val Valerian guy who was a whole other step of radicalness away from Branton, and he had developed these glasses, these prismatic type of glasses, where he could see these things because he could observe their aura. And it wasn't that he was actually, they looked like reptilians to the glasses, I think he could see your aura. And he said that these um, reptilian creatures, or these maybe hubert hybrid whatever they were had um a like a midnight blue aura and, it, and most i guess humans don't have that something like that something along those lines well anyway he had uh he'd gotten these glasses and he had went to the mall one day and he was walking around and he saw um a guy with this particular aura and he followed him out of the mall followed him to his home and it was i was I think it was in the desert and he lived in some trailer and followed him there. And then the guy went into his house and I, I guess he, he, was, he was brave enough to go knock on the guy's door. And when the guy answered the door, when he answered, he had full slits in both eyes. And I don't know if the guy knew at that point that he knew, but nothing ended up happening. But I'm telling you, these things walk among us just like Jesus predicted as it was in the days of noah so when he talks about this guy that's that's found this ability i'm telling you that reality 
is actually much more real than the reality that most of us are in because that's the actual where the rubber meets the road that's the spiritual reality of what we're actually dealing with on planet earth and it has a lot to do with the wickedness that's increasing it has a lot to do why people seem to have no conscience especially in, in positions of power and high level politicians and these types of things because most likely they're not even human or they're they're a hybrid or a hybrid a hybrid is one quarter uh nephilim just say one quarter let's say fallen angel and they can actually look 100 human a, a true hybrid is according to jacob's research they will they will typically look a lot more uh they'll look alien and human but they're they have a harder time much harder time passing in society um now a lot of them also have the ability to shape shift so that's a whole other can of worms too all i'm saying is that i i from my research over the years i think that's what we're going to be facing and most christians are not going to have a clue and they're going to fall away from the faith most like most likely because they've never been educated on any of this and you know the 501c3 church has just been there to kind of placate them and give them a little pat on the head and take their money they haven't been prepared for the, for the eventualities that we're going to be facing very soon and i do believe the alien agenda is something that heavily figures into that Everything that we have seen, S-E-E-N, is a, uh, it's a manipulative presentation one way or another. Wait until you see the invisible stuff that affects the right. visible realm. Right. Can you elaborate a little bit? Sure. Uh, basically, you know, light is reflected off objects, and we know the, you know, different sides of the spectrum, ultraviolet and also uh, infrared, but we also know that light can come in phase and go out of phase, okay? So this gentleman developed an optical device that basically acts as a diffraction grating between uh, uh, light rays, and by doing so, the electronic masking is broken down. In other words, these things are there to be seen, but there's a way uh, technology. It's just like the old Star, what is it, Star Trek or whatever. Yeah, Star Trek, where the the Klingons could mask. Just imagine that of creatures and intelligent creatures. By the way, Dave, I'm talking to people that are having encounters with orbs, and I'm talking about guys that are physicists. Not talking about people that get drunk, get high, and you know, do any of that stuff. And I, they're coming from all over the the world. Uh, and this is interesting because do you remember? I like to tell people these stories because it puts them in the context of time. Do you remember the old Battlestar Galactica, remember where well? uh, Lucifer? Yeah, you remember the orbs that were associated? Lucifer showed up. What was that guy's name? The actor, the English actor, was it Patrick McNee? McGee? Mc, McNee, uh, the old Avengers guy, and he was basically in the shining suit. Actually, it looked like uh, what uh, Obama wore that one time, the the Baphomet shiny costume. And on the episode of Battlestar Galactica, the orbs were the angels that kept guard over, you know, the human race. Obviously, in Battlestar Galactica. But what I'm 
saying is this. The orbs are being seen now. I got reports coming from South America, from Mexico. I've got reports coming from Europe. I, I know these people. They're not Okay, so the orbs, I've done teachings on that as well. Uh, let me see if I, that'll come up in, in when I search for that on uh, contendingfordruth.com. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Um, two things I've done evidently where I've mentioned orbs here. Yeah, listener comment on orbs, Ouija board and pendulums, DC talk. Um, so evidently talked about that and, um, yeah, listener comments, doubles orbs. I've told this story before and I probably tell it here when my dad had now orbs are, are typically you'll see them a lot in paranormal stuff. You'll see them where you'll go in, you'll take a picture. You don't see them in the room, but then they show up on the picture. Okay. You'll see them a lot where there's a lot of demonic activity. You'll see them in graveyards. You'll see them in like haunted houses. Uh, now granted you might see them. You never know. My parents, the house that they lived in a long time ago, um, this was um, the house that when my dad passed away and died, they were literally evicted the next week. That was their house of like 25 years. And they had all of this, oh man, like African stuff and African artwork and, and just a lot of very new age stuff. And it was so bad. I mean, I think the, I think it was on actually cursed ground anyway because there was a heavy presence of the... Um, the uh, like the Calusa Indians in that area. I mean, with Ta Taylor growing up there, she she didn't even tell me this till after the fact, but she had tons of experiences in there. And uh, I said, "Why didn't you tell me at the time, Taylor? Why didn't you tell me the stuff was going on?" And I guess the the demons and devils had intimidated her not to mention it to me and just keep it to yourself, or they were going to make it worse. So my parents' house, because we lived there for for a certain amount of time, right before they. They passed, my dad passed away, my mom passed away about a year later, and God did that because he knew that their time was very short, and I think he used that time for me to ultimately be able to lead them both to the Lord, right, pretty much on their deathbeds, and again, I've done whole teachings on that, just can um, dad's passing and mom's passing, if you want to hear about those individual things, because obviously they were a lot more fresh in my mind when I did them, did those teachings, but, uh, my dad was uh, had his own video security company, installed cameras and stuff like that, uh, video security cameras, and uh, he um, that house was so haunted. They would have parties and stuff. My my parents were really into having big parties, you know, big, big, big parties. And the house was built for it. That's how I grew up. And, um, I mean, so much of the time you take pictures during these parties in particular and there'd just be orbs all over the pictures. I mean, just crazy amounts. And, um, I told my mom and dad, I'm like, listen, I said, you're going through all this stuff. I said, you know, you've got, look at all this occult activity. I said, you may not, whatever, but, um, one night I went to my dad and I said, dad, I said, look at the back porch security camera. And it was live time. It was live, and there were just orbs. Just it looked like hundreds of them, just swirling around. I'm like, Dad, that's not normal. That's serious, serious demonic activity. I'm telling you. And I said, let me let me destroy some of your all, not all, but let me destroy some of your occult 
stuff you got around here. All this African artwork and these things. And oh, the, the Lord gave me favor and he let me do it. And I went in the garage that night and I just started chopping up as much stuff as I could chop up. Like he had a, I think like an electric chainsaw and I was busting things and chop. And I'm talking probably stuff that cost them into the thousands of dollars when it was all said and done. And when I got done that night, I looked out at the camera again uh, um, on the video and the orbs were gone. There were no more. Now, not to say they had eliminated every single thing, but man, oh man, I saw, and I brought my dad and I said, look, look, look at the camera now. And they were gone. So getting rid of cursed objects can have that big of an impact on on someone's life and and if, you, if you're seeing a lot of orb activity that's not a good sign very 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 bad sign that you got some serious occult stuff going on there and that's a really extreme example of what i just gave you but i think god's let me have those examples so i could come to you and say hey listen this is what happened this is what i did and this was the result of it so anyway just uh, i wanted to throw that in there um oh and also the Val, uh, Val Valerian guy, I forgot to tell you this, and I said this before and it was a lot fresher in my mind, but I went to this Val Valerian guy and I said, hey, is there any way I can get a pair of these glasses? I think this must have been, oh boy, I would say 2005, I, I went to him and asked him, and he said, and he came back to me with this real sanctimonious response. And the guy, Val Valerian was not a Christian. He was as new age as you could get. And he was, like, he was like, why would you want a pair of these and all this other stuff? And I said, because I want to, uh, I want to go out and see who these, these entities are. And I want to confront them. And he came back to me and he says, oh, you little, basically, you little worm. If you, if you were in the presence of one of these, these entities one time, you would uh, basically you know wet your pants and run and, and all this other stuff and and i emailed him back something to the effect of don't judge me on how you would react because jesus christ is my lord and savior and he's plenty big enough and capable enough to deal with any of these demonic entities and to vanquish them and i said i'm not afraid I said, in fact, that's what I feel like I'm more meant to do than anything. That right there. And if you got a pair of glasses that can make me be able to see these things and I can go confront them, you better believe I'm going to do it. And he never responded to me after that. So it was something to that effect, you know. So they're definitely afraid of this stuff. And, and it's like, well, why, do you, why did you develop the glasses then if you're afraid of them? You can't do anything about them because you're powerless because you don't have any real power. But I can do all things through Christ with strength in me. You know? And so the thing is, and some of them are in, in, in exhibiting intelligent uh, following. One guy said, Steve, I closed the door and all of a sudden they're in my house. This man's a very bright man. And by the way, again, he's not drinking. He's not on magic mushrooms, you know. He's not on a magical mystery tour. And, and this is the, the predominance of preternatural, supernatural phenomenon is increasing so greatly. And I believe, Dave, because CERN has opened up the gates of hell. Not just yeah. CERN, but the other uh, colliders that are trying to find the, quote, 30,000 plus other colliders beyond CERN's the biggest and the baddest, but there's 30,000 plus other ones worldwide that are also most likely creating dark matter and, and opening portals and things. And that's not even counting 
the witches and warlocks that are out there opening portals through their workings and their witchcraft and that type of stuff. So it's a big gigantic reason why we're seeing wickedness wickedness multiply on this exponential level. Unquote God particle. And the only reason they're trying to find the God particles to make war on God. I get news for them, it isn't gonna work, but that they're gonna try anyway. Well, it's just a repeat of history when uh, Lucifer was kicked out of heaven. And you're right, it's not going to work. You know, this is something I wasn't going to go down this avenue here, but since you brought it up, Vance Davis, uh, formerly the NSA, is a very good friend of mine, and he told me in his NSA training, um, and he actually told me this in 1993, and he told me this before transhumanism was even a coined phrase, he said that we were told the bad guys out there there's been a war in the universe forever and they want to get the soul from humans to destroy god's creation but they can't figure out how to do it so they're going to morph human beings into not being human beings he was describing transhumanism in 1993 and uh in the series i'm writing i'll kind of jump to the end the end game for the globalists and i know steve you agree with this we had a conference on it last year the end game after they've subjugated the planet is transhumanism, a small servant human class with a short lifespan and the cyborg humans uh, that are going to live forever. Absolutely, Dave, and thanks for bottom-lining it, because you cannot, and, you know, obviously, I wrote the book Terminated, uh, The End of Man is Here, uh, you know, uh, uh, Here Lies the Human Race, who failed to see their end when it stared them in the face. That is the uh, gravestones on the front of my cover, and it shows the Terminator, and if you want to go stevequail.com, you can take a look at it. But that book's gone all over the world, and now people are going, I see, I see. And so, you know, this is critical this year. And you know what I said, and, and please, you were there, so this isn't, you know, uh, what I didn't say publicly. I said it on your show five months before. I said, after Branson, everything changes, and the word normal will no longer be used. Remember when I said that? Yeah, well, it, there's nothing normal anymore. I, I totally nothing agree normal anymore. Yeah. Yep, and I can tell you this, Branson is going to be a hallmark and a watershed event because the revelations that are coming out are going to be mind-boggling. And I made this statement. I said, watch as Branson gets closer. It's September 13th, 15th in Branson, Missouri. You can go on Gen6, G-E-N-S-I-X.com, and it will sell out. My guess it will sell out by July 1st, July 15th, because we're at two-thirds. We're just approaching two-thirds right now. And if people can't attend, they can sign up for live streaming. But, Dave, this will be the, the, the some of the most remarkable people. And for the first time in history, Gary Stearman, whose family name is Stearman Aviation and Boeing, and then his uncles, Gary's uncles, went into the Skunk Works programs. And, you know, they're personally involved in reverse engineering alien craft. And everybody talks about Roswell. Roswell, you know, the crash in 1947. But Gary went into detail, and he'll be sharing this at at uh, Branson for the first time in his 80-year life. And there is nobody smarter, in my opinion, theologically, historically, and experientially than Gary Stearman. So the thing is, is that we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that, and I'm going to talk about stuff I've never talked about before, because there has to be the correct 
context of time, and this is it, where the content that could not be received at an earlier date is received and understood. Let me just say this. I put a story up on my website. I'm going to, when I'm done, you know, obviously don't forward what I'm going to send you, okay? But I found uh, uh, a brother who contacted me, and basically, if I can tell you this, that based on one of the most foremost geologists, archaeogeologists in the world, that aliens and flying saucers and human sacrifice found on Aztec implements dug out from under the, uh, the you know, the mountains of, of Mexico for the first time in history, that's going to be shown. And it's going to be shown before then because I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put it out on, on the website just because I want everybody to see this, okay? So when you see the story of alien abduction, we're segueing over that way, these panels, these stele, these uh, rock carvings, some are the size of, you know, a, a giant wall, and they're all carved in. They show the aliens teaching the Aztecs how to sacrifice humans, okay? So maybe when people start to look at the pyramids, which, by the way, the Aztec, Inca, and Maya did not make, they claimed the giants came from the Middle East and built them, and they, they landed, for the record, the giants that fled from Joshua and Caleb landed, landed in a place called Santa Elena, Ecuador, okay? And that's where uh, the area where all the giant uh, skeletons were chronicled by the conquistadors and by the Catholic scribes. And we're talking some heavy stuff here. So the thing is, is that, you know, I get I get so much flack and I, I, forgive me, Dave, it. it it still bothers me because I, I could care less who believes it, but when we go to the, the research and we bring in world-class speakers, then you know who's being the disinformation agents. I asked one guy yesterday, you know, how long has he been with the agency? I didn't hear back from him, you know. Uh, and so the point being is, is that I believe God's going to give his people discernment. But saying all that, again, ladies and gentlemen, this, Dave and his, I think your wife is coming with you? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Dave was there last year. It was a wonderful time. And you get to meet him. And there's some other people that will be there beyond the speakers. But I'll tell you what, Dave, you know, hanging out with Hugo DeGaris was a treat, was it not? Uh, hanging out with all these people, you know, Sharon, uh, everybody that you brought there. Fantastic. David and I, huge fan of David now. And what a great human being he is. I mean, Steve, oh, that, that conference was man. home run after home run. And and I'm not sure what all we're going to get at this conference. I kind of like the mystery part of it. I'll tell you this. Uh, the late Jim Mars, uh, I used to have him on my show a lot. And um, before he passed, he said, Dave, you've done a really good job with the secret societies and covering the conspiracies with the government and everything. But he, he really chastised me. He said, Dave, you can't understand what's going on until you understand the E.T. connection. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I do. And I'm taking a total shift, okay? Just so you know, I've done ancient history, uh, you know, the, to the point of I think there's, there's, there's going to be, uh, you know, uh, let me be more concise. I have done the ancient history thing, the true legends thing. The direction for my life now is headed totally into the alien area, the disclosure area, yeah. and I'm going to put some stuff up, yeah. you know, and you're welcome when I tell you. Uh, ultimately, I, I agree with him on that. Ultimately, that's where this is going to end up. 
because that will be at some point the thing that's going to dominate the news cycle and will be the ultimate deception of what we're coming and that's why i've done so many mega studies on the alien agenda because there's got to be an end game to that there, it, there just cannot be yeah hollywood's put billions into it and, and all of the uh soft disclosure programs they've got now things of this nature all the tv shows and come on all the ufo sightings the alien abductions all there's got to be an end game and, and i think it's the end game's very easy to figure out maybe not exactly how it's going to play out to the letter but it's pretty easy to figure out that the end game is going to be deceiving the masses and um a very significant part of the strong delusion that god said he was going to send in second thessalonians chapter two to post it that's mind-boggling and when people say oh that was done after the fact uh-uh the smartest uh you know uh, archaeogeologists and others have taken a look at this stuff and watched uh you know uh the jadeite that it's made out of you know there's a lot of fake stuff that comes out of south america and there's a lot of fake stuff that comes out of mexico and but when you get the real stuff dave and I think your, your mind will be blown. I mean, there's actually flying saucers that couldn't be mistaken for flying saucers. My chief complaint was, well, it could be this, it could be that. When you see this stuff, it's going to be mind-boggling. And again, the, the whole point is this. The Bible says specifically that there's nothing that's hidden that isn't going to be revealed or made known. So while the devil's trying to play in secret and has all this time, the one thing people should understand is like him, hate him, swear at him or not, but God himself has used Donald Trump to be the divining line, if you will, between those and, and showing, look, showing the Democrats, it's a safe statement to say by their own lips, by their mouths, out of their mouths, have their own tongues condemned them. Even though he hasn't really got the memo, regarding trump i do agree with him to a certain point because i it feels like donald trump is the divining line of who's going to believe the deception or not you know because if you're going to go along with trump and go along with by by virtue of doing that you're going to be going along with kushner and what's kushner going to be giving us very soon well he's going to be giving us the middle east peace plan once and for all which is most likely going to have a whole lot to do with rebuilding the third temple which may be the thing that literally sparks world war three uh, or plays an integral part in that if you're going to go and believe trump is a good guy and this and that then ultimately you're going to be deceived because you have to look at who he's yoked up with who he's subservient to who are his handlers and jared kushner i believe is his main handler and there's a guy that could potentially be the antichrist so i i view it like that he's probably coming at it from a different angle but that's how i view the divining line with trump they said they don't want nothing to do with God. Obviously, Satanism now is exploding throughout the United States. Witchcraft, every form of seeking power is being uh, undertaken by the occultists. And meanwhile, the Christians sit as dead ducks. And I'm seeing that. Now, look, I love Christians. I want to make this clear. I don't put down any man of God who preaches Jesus Christ, crucified, resurrected, believes in the second coming, believes the Bible is the word of God. But anybody that wants to tell, you know, hole-in-one stories about being on the uh, golf course, etc., they <laughs> should get another job because they're, they're, they're going to stand before the living God. And so this is critical. And, and look at the faith of the nation. Dave, I have seen prophecies from people that never prophesy where god said i have recalled my sentinels 
In other words, the scripture says the angel of the Lord encamps around those who love and fear God. Well, I can guarantee it's not the angel of the Lord. A lot of prophecies lately that I haven't really put out because I'm, I'm really praying a lot about, you know, what the Lord would have me put out. I don't want to disseminate anything that would be false. And that's the problem you run into is there's a lot of false prophets. And so, but man, there's there's serious stuff out there and... and you know, um, a lot of it is of, uh, it's all of a very, very, very serious nature regarding the perilous times that we're moving into. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's heavy duty. It's, it's, it's all I can really say. It's very, very, very heavy duty. And it really, the, the big thing I get out of it when I read them is, you need to draw as close to the Lord Jesus Christ as you've ever drawn in your life. And you need to set aside every other thing that is distracting you and any other thing that could be construed as an idol in your life and focus in on the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not giving you bad advice by telling you that, okay? Regardless of if the prophecy is true, partly true or false, I'm not giving you bad advice by telling you what I just said because that is always the safest bet where you want to be is in the center of God's will and, and be spending time with him and um, dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. And you look at Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And then everything else in that chapter is predicated upon spending time with God in the secret place. So that's extremely important to have this really close, intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and Father God. And particularly during this time when deception is going to be at a level that we've never, ever known. Lord, that camps around those who hate him. It's not those who, who openly brag about selling body parts of little unborn humans, uh, you know, for Lamborghini payments. God forbid. We, and, and this is something, too. That's what some of the abortion clinic owners were bragging. I want to, you know, sell the aborted babies because I, I want to I Lamborghini that one which cackled about that. I mean, these people are, are, again, if they're human, I don't, I don't know, but they're vessels of Satan at bare minimum. And I pray to God their souls be saved if it be possible. But man, I'll tell you, you, you got to be really over, over the line and demon possessed the toenail to say stuff like that. How about honest introspection where the nation is gone? You know, how about it? We knew, we knew when marriage, biblical marriage, man and wife created marriage, you know, and for the record, the animal kingdom, which everybody believes that they, uh, uh, you know, evolve from if they're not a believer in creation, you know, they didn't start out with two monkeys named uh, Louise and Heloise, okay? And they didn't start out with a paramecium named uh, Gwendolyn. I'm just making these names up, you know, and a uh, unicellular or whatever, uh, an amoeba named uh, Brunhilda, you know? I I'm just saying this, that it's ridiculous. I don't believe in evolution, but I believe that it's interesting that the degradation of humanity, even to the point of names, you know, it's, it, 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 you're seeing that too, Dave, aren't you? People don't want to have, like, you know, normal names. They've got to have names that are almost like uh, when Prince was alive, question mark, okay? And I remember the band Question Mark and the Mysterians, okay? That was the... <laughs> my dad, he would, you know, my dad was, was he was a funny guy. I, I know I know I've painted him as, as kind of this this 
very, 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 very bad temper. But most of the time, he was actually pretty funny and lighthearted and whimsical. And he would talk about these remote bands from like, you know, his time growing up in the late 50s and 60s and stuff. And that was one of the bands that he mentioned, question mark and the Mysterians. And then he'd go on some rant or whatever. But yeah, that, I hadn't heard that in so long when he brought that up. But I, I don't know. It's, that's irrelevant, I know. But it was just funny that he said that. First guy that ever used the question mark. Well, I, I'm not familiar with that. I'm, I'm actually going back to my memory banks here. I've never heard of that. Um, Steve, let me. The only reason I knew about it was because of my dad. Get back uh, to the present crisis at hand. I used these two phrases in the article that was published, and also in the opening of the show. And what I said was. Um, Adaptation versus activism. Is it safe to say that Steve Quayle's moving more towards adaptation about what's already here and we are going to have a hard time reversing it? Well, let me define it because I would say this. I would say, um, and I'm not trying to be cute or clever or, or not answer your question. I would say that adaptation, I would say, you know, gentlemen, prepare for battle, Okay. And here's the thing. They haven't even fully got the, the memo on Trump. And what he's talking about, adaptation uh, versus reversal, I think what he's trying to say there is that, you know, there was this big movement and we were all hopeful when Trump got in that he's going to actually drain the swamp and reverse a lot of this stuff and it's going to go the opposite direction. Now, my biggest problem during that whole time was was where I was thinking, you know, I don't see any Bible for that. I don't see any Bible for things are going to get more wicked by the day and then all of a sudden we're going to have like this 5 10 20 year reprieve where things are going to get godly because some godly guy is going to come across and restore everything and then it's going to then what are we going to do going to the tribute i didn't see bible for that and now it's really all making sense to me now trump is not going to reverse anything but what he's talking about then there's adaptation meaning we're going to be going into the darkest time since noah's days and how are we as Christians going to adapt to that? And really, again, going back to drawing as close to the Lord as you've ever drawn is the best advice I can give you. Praying, fasting, getting deliverance, breaking any curses off your life, living as holy as you can possibly live through the Lord, spending time with God, spending time in his word. And Again, I'm not saying that because I think I've attained all of these things and I'm so Mr. Perfect and I'm Mr. Sanctimonious. I've said this hundreds of times probably that if I got what I deserved, I get death and hell. So I'm not saying I'm there either. Um, so I speak as much to myself as anyone, but I think that's very, very good advice that I'm giving you. The, the advice that I just gave you, I don't see anything unscriptural about it. I don't see how you could possibly go wrong doing that. But a lot of it involves crucifying the flesh and 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 getting away from carnality and getting away from all of the tra the trappings of the world like all of the the entertainment and all of the you know i mean a lot of times people even use news cycles for for that like especially if it's like a secular news cycle like getting away from i don't you know it's gotten to the point now where especially since i've had this total epiphany about trump that i mean i can't even hardly put on 
most of the Christian broadcasting because they're all, they're all singing Trump's praises, and then you turn to Sean Hannity and he's singing Trump's praises, and it's it's always oh look at them attacking Trump, and it's Russian collusion and all that. And I can't believe they're de- the thing is is and they're not even seeing the big picture that he's on board with all of it, and it's all theater. And so, when you push that all aside, you you tend to have more more time then to actually focus in on things that are a lot more important. And, and to realize that he's not going to reverse anything. And the adaptation is really just drawing as close to the Lord as you've ever drawn. Battle can be in the intelligence arena, uh, the intellectual arena. And I pray, see, here's the thing, Dave, with the statement of Casey, William Casey. By the way, I did know Frank Dukes, not personally. He's Jerry Bruckheimer, the famous director's bodyguard. He wrote the book, The Secret Man, and he was on my radio show 15 years ago or 20 years ago, whenever that book came out, talking about Bill Casey. He was Bill Casey, William Casey's basically enforcer. He'd go all over the world and take care of people that needed to be uh, taken care of if they went rogue, okay? But saying that and why this is important to our conversation the technology that we've had, I just did the math in my head, that's 38 years ago. And he, he Casey, before he was whacked, and I know how they killed him, uh, you know, because somebody told me, and it may have been, uh, you know, The Secret Man, that's the title of his book. Uh, they put a plutonium needle, uh, an active plutonium needle in the visor of his car. He couldn't see it, he got in, he drove, and bingo. After a while, brain cancer, and that's what I was told. Whether that's true or not. And then you remember that they, the CIA directors had a tendency to drown in a river in a canoe, and that, that story came out that that director, and I don't remember his name, maybe Colby, you know, I used to stay up on this stuff, but now I say this, adaptation, uh, I would say adaptation, but prepare for war. Is that, can, I, is, can I answer your question that way? I'm not trying to skirt the issue. I want to make sure that people understand. I'm not throwing in the towel and just saying, come kill me. And I want to share something about this, and this will, this will be maybe encouraging to you too, Dave. I was really, um, I was up in the mountains photographing, I think, the Bear Tooth, and it's the largest plateau in the continental United States. It's got like 200 peaks over 10,000 feet or whatever. And I, I noticed the mountain, uh, the mountain sheep, you know, the bighorn sheep. And I, and prior to seeing those sheep, when we were lower climbing up the mountains, you know, we're filming with heavy uh, nose cameras like shotovers and cineflexes and stuff. I asked the Lord, I said, God, why do we have to be a bunch of sheep led to the slaughter? And then, I'm seriously, this is what I do. When I get up in the air while I'm waiting to start shooting, I'm usually the DP, the director of photography, and I have the camera guy, and I'm calling the shots, pun intended. I have a monitor. I'd say, zoom in, pan out, tilt, blah, blah, blah. And I saw these majestic bighorn sheep, and they were on the very height of the mountain. And and the Lord spoke to me. And as people say, if God talks to you, you're crazy. Well, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. If he doesn't talk to you, then pray about becoming a closer sheep. But he said, the reason those sheep live along is because they live at the high places. It's true with my people. They can either choose to live with the predators or come up higher into my presence. Mm. And Dave, I don't know if you, you know, you've seen, I'm sure, pictures of... Uh, Which perfectly segues with what I've just said. And I think that's why I wanted to stop this. I, there's about another minute to go here, but that perfectly segues. 
I mean, you could literally take that last part and like if I never did another teaching again and I ended it here, that would be a good way to end it all by just saying, come up into the high places with God. And I don't mean the high places like they talk about in, in like the Old Testament where they went up there to, to you know, obviously do idolatry and, and this types of stuff. But this is a biblical sense. You're, you're coming up higher. You're, 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 it's like when Moses went up onto the mountain, you know, and he was up there for, for 40 days and 40 nights with God. It's like that. It's like dwelling with God. It's like drawing as close to God as you ever. It's like eliminating all of the other distractions and, and seeking God. And so I, I think that was a really great analogy about kind of um, what we're talking about today. Of the bighorn sheep and stuff. But I'm telling you what, brother, that's majestic when you're up there and those things are so sure-footed. And I thought, you know, I'm thinking in my heart, well, we are in good night. I hope they don't fall. And anybody who's ever seen mountain goats or mountain sheep, how they can stand sideways yeah. on a mountain and jump to minor rock outcroppings is astonishing. Oh, I, I've been to, I saw it one time that I can remember when I was in Alaska, when I went there with my dad and his buddy. And we went on this big trip. Um, we had an Indian guide, Indian Joe, and um, went there. It was probably spent a couple weeks there and in, in went to Mount McKinley. They might have changed the name of it now. But uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah, like on Mount McKinley, I saw those those mountain um, goats or whatever, sheep things. And, um, yeah, you, you can't believe how that they can just live there. And it's so precarious where they're at. <laughs> it just looks like they're going to fall any second. Yet I've never, I never see them fall. I, I, I never, ever do. It's just amazing how, how God created them that way. So here's the moral of this lesson for everybody tonight. The closer we get to God and the higher up we go in Him, and the higher isn't based on effort or even desire. It's based on spending time in His presence, allowing the Holy Spirit to search out our hearts. Brother, when I do that, i got a lot of stuff to repent from. Amen. And if it, if it were for email, I probably wouldn't have to repent. And I, I'm, I'm learning to do better at just exiting people. Well, he's talking about when, when he gets attacks from people and you know anybody in ministry like that I'm, I'm well aware of all of that as well but the point is is the bighorn sheep live on the pinnacle and they're closest to god and they're not subject to predators at that height wow. is my analogy and metaphor coming through yeah it's coming through perfectly steve okay so that's all i have but man what a Man, it's that, about as important of a message as I could possibly convey to my listeners, you know. And, and, and again, if, if this ministry were to end with this part at this time right now, which, I mean, I'm going to do another part here in a second, Lord willing, um, that would be a great, like, as my last final sending message to you, that what I've said in addition to what Steve Quayle said about, you know, that, because can't go wrong you cannot go wrong doing that what we're talking about and uh it's it's really the key to um growing as a christian and hearing his voice in the days and times that we're going into which is all the more important considering the circumstances that we're facing so um god bless you and we will see you i believe in part five